Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. When it comes to music, I mean, wow, that, that was just something right there. That song was just beautiful. When it comes to music, I have a question for you. What is more important? They're both important. What is more important, the quality of a song or the quality of the musicians? Anybody got a thought? Just yell it out. Words, I think the song, okay. Okay, I know both. What's more important? That's my question. What's more important? All right. Well, so because some of you feel the words, okay. Wow. So, so a song like that sung absolutely horribly would be great, huh? Yeah. I disagree, but that's my opinion. I think it would be great to read those words, but uh, if my father sang that song, none of you would come. <laughs> but I can see your opinion, and I, I respect it. I, I, I actually may agree with you that the, that the, the, the but I said the quality of a song. I didn't say the words of a song. I said the quality of a song. That could be the music itself, how it's written. In any case, these are interesting things to think about. When it comes to food, what's more important? The inerrant taste of the food or the ability of the cook? The taste, the, the ability of the cook, I hear. Taste. Okay, great. So, so, we can, so if we serve, uh, say, seaweed uh, versus ice cream, you'd prefer the seaweed if it's made by a good chef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got one yes. God bless you. Then a whole bunch of no's. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I hear you. But, but on the other hand, you know, if, uh, uh, if they forget to put the sugar in the ice cream, that's, that's terrible too. You know, it's interesting. The, the, <laughs> the inerrant taste. Well, you know, it's what's more important. It's interesting to think about these questions. What's more important? Uh, when it comes to friends, what's more important? That they sometimes tell you what is hard for you to hear or that they sincerely care about you? <laughs> I understand both. I said they were both important. I'm asking what's more important. The, okay, the, you, okay the, the first one, they'll tell you what's difficult for you to hear, you think? That they care, that they care enough? Ah, you see, they, you say they care enough to tell you. Uh, again, you're trying to take both. You're, eating, you're having your cake and you're eating it too. 
I'm saying what's more important, right? Okay, okay, these are good. Well, listen, when it comes to a car, when it comes to a car, what, what is more important, the safety of a car or the style of a car? Oh, okay, you're, 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 okay. you're all in agreement except for one young man up front here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Everybody in the congregation is safe except for one young man up front. God bless him. That's good. <laughs> oh, it's very interesting. What's more important? What's more important? Oh, my goodness. You know, here's the truth, y'all. And, and again, honestly, I, I really, I, I was looking to come up with things that weren't necessarily all monolithic in our answers. And, uh, and I have differing opinions, even myself. I can see both sides on, on pretty much all these issues. But here's the truth. And here's my point, is that we make determinations all the time. We all make determinations all the time as to what is more or less important. Don't we? Don't we make those decisions all the time? Don't we make those determinations all the time within ourselves as we're going about our day all the time we are making judgments as to what is more or less important. Remember that both things may be important, but one is more important to us, and it may be a subjective thing. What may be more important to you may not be as important to you, right? But uh, this appointment uh, is more important than the other appointment in our life, right? This principle is more important than another principle, more important. This attribute is more important than another attribute. Okay, fair enough. All of us make these determinations, although we don't consciously think what's more important, but we, but we act on them. But here's also what I think is interesting. Sometimes we say one thing, but do another. Sometimes we say one thing, but do another. Most of you said, in fact, all except for the young man in the front row, said that the safety of a car is more important. However, I, I'll point out to you lovingly that the majority of you who are here or watching on, on YouTube do not drive cars that have a five-star safety rating. If you drive an SUV, which is the style of a car, you almost definitely do not have a five-star safety rollover rating. So when it comes to what's more important, sometimes we say one thing, but we do another, right? At the same time, what we deem as more important will tend to have a great impact on our decisions and choices. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it makes some intuitive sense, doesn't it? I want to say it again. What we deem, what you deem as more important has a great impact on your decisions and choices. That just makes some sense. Amen? Leviticus chapter 19, please. Leviticus 19. Okay, good. That was interesting and fun and kind of went off exactly like I thought it would. Wow. You could tell that, that we've got some people who are descended from uh, Moses' generation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Leviticus 19. I got to tell you, the word I have for you today, I'm just telling you, wow, it's a, it's a strong word. It, it's a word that Godfrey, it was, it was hard for me to, to write just because it's, whew, boy, it's, it's weighty, uh, I think, for all of us. And it's not easy if you are a human being. This message is, is, has some things about it that are not easy, but wow, that's, it's profound and, and is what I want to aspire to. Listen, the, the message today I'm going to share with you, I want to go ahead and give you a little bit of a preview to say that I know that none of us make it to, you know, only Yeshua was without sin, right? But nonetheless, these are things we read in his word that we should be aspiring to, that we should be trying our best to make our way toward. God has called us to be obedient to his word. Amen? Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18 says this, you are not, verse 18, chapter 19, you are not to take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am Adonai. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Come on, beloved. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's known as the golden rule. You know that? It went to others, right? It's, a, it's such an important principle. It's such an important principle, love your neighbors as yourself. Many people don't realize that that's actually from the Torah. Of course, it's restated in the new covenant, and a lot of people think that it is a purely a new covenant concept. It's right here in the Torah. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's not just new covenant, it's old and new covenant, but it is crucial Love your neighbor as yourself. It's a crucial principle that is found in the word of God, James. It really is. It's not a small thing. In fact, how big is it? How, the simple concept found in Leviticus 19.18, it's in the Torah. How important of a concept is it? I'm glad you asked. Listen to how important the Torah concept is. Galatians chapter 5 please. Galatians 5. Let's just listen to how important this concept is. Whew. Galatians 5.13. Brothers and sisters, you were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole Torah can be summed up in a single saying. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. The whole Torah. People talk about, oh, we need to follow the Torah. And surely, I mean, of course, it's, the Torah is not done away with, obviously. The whole Torah is summed up as this. Love your neighbor as yourself. People think of the law, the Torah, as this kind of mean, austere judgment. And, uh, and unlike the, the, the new covenant, the new covenant says the whole Torah is summed up as love your neighbor as yourself. That's what it says in the book. <laughs> that summarizes the whole Torah. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'd like for 
I'd like for you to think about this today. You who are watching online, I'd like for you to think about this concept. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't look at it as a theoretical. But look at it as a, as a practical reality, something that we should be aspiring to do in our lives. Jimmy, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Because if we are honest with ourselves, although intellectually we agree with this principle, oftentimes we really don't put it into practice. Them's just the facts, y'all. Intellectually, all of you who are ma'amanim, who are believers, believe and agree intellectually, love your neighbor as yourself, yes. Okay, we, we, we agree with that, yes. Do unto others as, they would have, as you would have them do unto you. Okay, yes, we, we agree with this. But are we doing it? I mean, are we really, really, really doing it? Are we loving our neighbors as ourselves? Are we putting it into practice? Oftentimes not. Why not? Why not? Why, why not? Why aren't we? Oftentimes, at the core, it has to do with us having our own desires that are just overpowering. Let me say it another way. Oftentimes, we are just too selfish to love our neighbors as ourselves. Ooh, I told you this one would be a challenging one to hear. It was challenging to write, man. I was getting convicted left and right writing this thing. It was like, oh, man. Whew, okay, Lord, help me. In fact, Philippians chapter 2, in fact, in order to drive this point home even more, Rabbi Shaul shares with us something very profound. And, and it's also very challenging. I, I want you to really tune in. We're going to spend pretty much the rest of this message. So if you don't typically turn to a passage with me, turn to Philippians 2. Uh, you won't have to move around a lot uh, after that. I want, for you, for, I want for us to think about this, but before you read it, don't look at it. Uh, just find it and kind of get ready. But Rabbi Shaul, in this passage, in this Letter Rabbi Shaul shares something with us very profound, but it's also very, very challenging. Because in this passage, he's sharing with us, the believers in Messiah, what kind of attitude we should have. What kind of an attitude we should have. And specifically, what kind of an attitude we should have in light of Messiah's example and his gift to us. So with the context of considering that we are all people, or many of you, or please God, soon you will be, but many of us are, are people who are following Moshiach, Messiah, in light of his example to us, and in light of what he did for us, his gift to us, what should our attitude be? And as Rabbi Shaul tells us and challenges us with this, let me tell you, it's challenging, he throws down the gauntlet strongly, incredibly strongly. Wow, Rabbi Shaul, man, when he was preaching, he was preaching, and no doubt. So I want you to think of yourself as we read this. He starts off with a bit of a, with a, bit of a preamble, if you will, 
to the point he's gonna make. So Philippians 2 verse one says, therefore, if there is any encouragement in Messiah, we've got some ifs coming, if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the Ruach, the Spirit, if there is any mercy and compassion, then make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love, united in spirit with one purpose. Okay, let's stop there for just a minute. Okay, so as a preamble, if you will, a precursor to a point he's making, Paul says here that is if you believe in Messiah, if you believe in Messiah, so again, I, I don't want this to be theoretical. I want for you to think about it, answer within your own mind these questions. If you believe in Messiah, if there really is such a thing as love, if you believe, you, you, yes or no, do you, you know, do you believe? If there is a fellowship of the believers in the Spirit, if there is mercy and compassion from God, if there are these things, if there truly are these things, and if you are a follower of God, then you certainly hopefully believe in the importance of all of these things that I've just mentioned. So if these things exist, which Shaul implies are self-evident, yes, they all do exist, we can all really agree on this, then we who are Ma'amanim believers should be of the same mind with the same love and be united in spirit with one purpose. Okay, wow. Rabbi Shaul is painting a picture, quite a picture here. He's saying that, he's, what he's saying is that if you're serious about this God thing, if you're really serious, okay, let, let's, let's put aside coming even to the house of God or, or let's put aside uh, God bless this food, rub-a-dub-dub, thank for the grub. Uh, if we put aside, now I lay me down to sleep, okay, if we put aside every once in a while putting a, a dollar, extra dollar in somebody's tip jar, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm saying if you really love God, like pretense aside, what you say to me aside, let, let's just get down to your core. If you really, really love God, if you're serious about the God thing, then we have to be together in this call and in this purpose. So what he's saying is, is that if you are truly a follower of God and deeply, profoundly, and you believe in this stuff that we're talking about, if you really believe it, then get ready because I'm gonna share something with you that we gotta be all together on. We gotta be all in on, we gotta be in unity on, on this thing that I'm about to share and this calling and this purpose for and with each other. And how do we do that? How do we do this? Get ready, because I'm gonna tell you ahead of time, it's intense. If you really do it, if you really mean it, it's one of the hardest things you're gonna read in the scripture, most challenging, if you will, but wow, deep and profound and beautiful. Let's read the next, next verses, Philippians 2 verse three. Then he says, if this is you, then do nothing, do nothing out of selfishness 
or conceit, but with humility. Consider others as more important than yourselves. Looking out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua. Ooh, man, the Shevets. <laughs> Did you catch it? Did you catch what he said? Did you catch what he said? He tells us to consider others more important than yourself. Honestly, Dr. Susan, when I think about that, when I hear that, to me, that's even a level above do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's, that seems to me almost to be even above that. Consider others as more important than yourself. Rabbi Shaul is saying that we should look to others and what they have going on as more important. I'm going to tell you truly, not many people do this often. I'm talking about hardcore 50 year strong believers. Rare, very rare, that do this often. One off, maybe. Remember earlier, I asked you, and you all agreed with me, I asked you once and you said yes, and I said amen, you said amen, yes. When I asked you, you agreed with me when I said, what we deem as more important has a great impact on our decisions and choices. What we deem as more important has a great impact on our decisions and choices. And I said, right, you said yes, I said amen, you said amen, that's right, we have. And it's true. It's true, what we deem as more important will have a great big impact on our decision. Man, when I was asking about some of these random things, you guys were passionate. No, it's the song, it's the, it's the words, it's the, it's the song, no it's, the, no, it's the musician, no, no, it's the ice cream, ice cream, you know, I don't know. It was, <laughs> Man, we... We, we, were, we, we had some strong feelings. Me too. I'm not, I'm not looking just at you. You know, when I point the finger, three fingers are pointing back at me. <laughs> right? All of us have strong opinions about something that's insignificant. Imagine what's about what's really important. What you consider more important is going to have an impact on your decisions and choices. So if you really, really, really deem others as more important than yourself, it should logically have a great impact on your decisions and choices. This should have a very, very profound yet practical effect. I mean, if we're being, if we're not playing a game here, and this, this journey through life is not monopoly or the game of life. 
you know, where, where we spin the little wheel and, and, and randomly it, it depends on what, what, what we land on. No, no, no. If there's intent here and we're serving the true God of creation and, and we're trying to be more like him and what he tells us to do is to consider others more important than yourselves, it's probably what we should be aspiring to. Hard. Whew. Man. Is there a level above doctoral work and education? I don't know. <laughs> but whatever that level is, that's what to me this is. When you think about something that you want versus what your spouse wants. <laughs> oh, Rabbi, come on. The couples are treated until next month. <laughs> Give me a little time to prepare for that one, Rabbi. Come on. I'm with my wife now, I'm with my husband now. I understand, I understand. When you think about this, you're deeming them more important should affect your decisions and your choices. Do you see how practical that is? If you deem them more important than yourself, that should affect your decisions and your choices. When you think about volunteering to serve others here at Beth Hillel or elsewhere, if you deem your fellow congregants as more important than yourself, I didn't say equal, more important than yourself, it should logically affect how you choose to serve. Man, it's getting hard. This message is getting hard, Rabbi. When you think of your friends, if you think of them as more important than you, then you should treat them as such. But honestly, it just grates against our flesh to even think about that. As I was reading it and working on this message, I was struggling with it because it was like, it just this does not seem fair. <laughs> It doesn't seem fair to me. Hold on here. What exactly is going on with this passage? It does not seem fair. It seems as though we'd get the short end of the stick always. It seems as though others would take advantage of us all the time. I know that for me, y'all, it grates against my sensibilities But at the core, do you know what that feeling is that I have when I think about this in those terms and my resistance to that? Do you know what that is? I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. It's pride and selfishness. Let's look back at the passage again. Philippians 2 verse 3 says it takes humility and selflessness. Number verse three, do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves. We have to strive to be selfless to not be conceited. 
But only with humility, only with humility can we consider others as more important than ourselves. That makes some intuitive sense. How can, how can you make other, how can you have the attitude that others are more important than you are unless you have some serious humility working? I'm not talking about saying it. I'm talking about your actions reflecting it. It requires unbelievable humility and selflessness. Verse four says, looking out not only for your interests, but also for the interests of others. We have to be looking out for others and not only ourselves. Whoa. You, you may think that, wow, these things require a God level of humility. You're right. <laughs> and here's the kicker. In having this attitude, we become more conformed to the image of God's Son. Because, friends, no one did this more than Yeshua himself. Let's look at the passage and continue reading and see how this is exactly what Paul is, is establishing. Philippians 2, verse 5. Having said all this, he says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Messiah Yeshua, who though existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal to God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, becoming the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue profess that Yeshua, the Messiah, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. You know, it's interesting because... People around the world and believing communities sing how every knee will bow and every tongue profess. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. We, believers sing that song not infrequently, right? But why? Why will every knee bow and every tongue profess? Because it, it gives us the why in the passage that it says that. Because Yeshua, because, because, Yeshua became a living example of this word by considering you more important than even himself. Your interest more important than his interest. Yeshua chose to be a slave in the likeness of a man and humbled himself 
and took my torture. He took my torture. He took my punishment. Mine. He took my pain that I deserved. He considered he considered my salvation was more important than even the pain of his death on an execution stake. I want to say that again. Yeshua considered my salvation, your salvation, yours, was more important than even the pain of his death on an execution stake. And yet we concern ourselves with such petty things and focus on things that are so very unimportant. Rabbi Shaul is teaching us here that we, in the strongest of terms, that we should be esteeming others above ourselves. Beloved, the more we get this deeply into our spirits, the more we change, fundamentally change, the more our decisions should reflect a God-level humility. This is incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. And if we're being really honest, it's likely something we're going to battle our whole lives. And we can't say one thing is more important, but choose another thing. Remember, we talked about that earlier. (laughs) At the same time, Understanding what should be more important should help us in our decision-making process. It should help us when we are with our spouse. And that argument comes up. It should help us when we're with our mishpacha. It should help us when we're with our friends or even our boss or our in-laws. This is what our attitude should be. But what if it isn't fair? You ask Yeshua about that. But as I prepare to Conclude, there is a very important postscript to the challenge that Paul lays down for us here. It's one of the most in-your-face, heavy, weighty, hard, difficult challenges that I think is in the Bible. But man, there's a very important postscript to this challenge because Paul tells us that because Yeshua did this, Because he did this. For this reason, he says. For this reason. Okay, so it was this that we're talking about is the cause of something for him, for Yeshua. For this reason, because Yeshua gave of himself for us. For this reason and what he did for us. It says that God 
highly exalted Yeshua, giving him the name above every name. And in his name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Yeshua is Lord to the glory of the Father. You see, beloved? You see? Here's the incredible biblical spiritual principle that is so deep, profound that you never learn in in college. The more we empty ourselves, the more God will lift us up. The more we have an attitude, the more we have an attitude that others are more important than ourselves, the more we become like Yeshua. What we deem as more important has a great impact on our decisions and choices. Title of my message is More Important. Let's bow our heads. If you came for a real seeker-friendly message, you came to the wrong place today. (laughs) I'm giving you truth because I love you. This is good stuff. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, if you've never committed your life to God, how about today? If that's you and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you want to, lift your hand and we'll pray together. Lift your hand and we'll say a simple prayer. And the Lord will come into your heart. You'll be changed on the inside. It's hard to understand or explain. It is a transformation. It is a spiritual birth. It is a transformation into a different creation. Yes, it's still you, but it's a new you. And your spirit is, is, oh, becomes alive. Is there anybody who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah? He came for you. If that's you, raise your hand and we'll pray together. Is there anyone? If you're watching online and you haven't said that prayer before, but you want to say the simple prayer after me, say, Dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Thank you, God. Forgive me my sins, Lord. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, Lord. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time watching online, please send us an email. Thank you, those of you who have sent me emails that you've said that prayer. May God bless you in your spiritual journey. We want to celebrate with you. If you're here in the room and you've did so please see me after the service lord i I just want to pray for each and every one of us god myself included god this is this is a (laughs) a difficult message to hear in many ways because it's just so contrary to our flesh it's like even if we have the slightest bit of flesh within us it will grate against it (laughs) so god uh help us lord i i know that none of us are going to be perfect and uh, and 
but help us try. Help us seek to try harder. Help us seek to have a high standard within us where we, where we think about these things, where we think about more, what's more important. And that should affect our decisions. Help it, Lord, affect our decisions and our choices. Why? Because we want to be more like Messiah. We are so thankful for his sacrifice for us. It's beyond words. What an example. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand for just a moment. The musicians are going to sing just a little bit of this song. And let's just worship the Lord because he's so good to us. In his name. Death could not hold you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, 
please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.